Welcome back to the Stabcast. Hootie who? Hootie who? We're back after a couple week hiatus. Uh, Mindy, how are you? I'm good, Daniel. How are you? I'm doing well. It's uh, it's fun to be back. We uh, went to see the new Scream right before uh, I uh, left town for a little bit. Now I'm back and we're uh, here to talk about the, the latest Scream. Yes, we are. But first, real quick, I do have a little bit of horror news to dabble on you guys a little bit um we do have the final the final say on chucky season three it is happening we are gonna get it in this fall probably around halloween time like they did last year but it's coming i'm really excited i'm very excited daniel don't get my excitement yet because he hasn't watched the fucking series no. but once he does he's gonna get my excitement and it's gonna be great <laughs> but other than that it's on my list i don't have too, too much to say except for we have a really good april coming up yeah for horror fans in general we have the new dracula movie which isn't called dracula because it's not technically about him but it does start in a cage. We all know he's a he's a favorite here in the staff cast. We know that. We love him. I love him. Um, and also, what other horror movies coming up in April? There's another one. There's another big one coming up. Yeah, in April. I can't remember the name of it now. I'm sorry, guys. I just had a brain fart. It was coming up in April, and I completely forgot what it was. I'm sorry, guys. She's sorry. We're gonna save the day. Hold on. I don't know. I don't know. No. Yeah, but... uh. Yeah, sorry, guys. I really don't know. What scary movies are coming I out? I forgot. That's April 22nd. Okay. But uh, there's... I've been watching a lot of horror flicks lately. Mm-hmm. So I was going to ask you, like, what have you been watching? Um. Well, I watched Haunt on Hulu. Yeah, you got me into that. I was going to bring that up. I out. also watched Fun House on Hulu, and Funhouse was pretty quirky. We might actually end up doing it here in the show. Um, either that or I'm going to end up doing a TikTok about it. Um, very, very weird. Very quirky. Didn't like the ending, but it kept my attention throughout, and if you can do that as a horror movie, hats off to you. Yeah. So, um, I'm also watching a kind of horror-esque New Zealand TV show. It's called uh, Red Rose. And it's one of those things where you have like an app kind of thing. Except this one is about witches. Yeah. And like the phone is a genie. For this girl, Rochelle, who's having a really bad summer, even though she should be having the best summer of her life because she just finished high school. She's the most popular girl in her class. So she should really be having a ball. And she's not, she misses her mom who died. She's sick of watching her sisters. Like, she's just, she's done. And 
the app actually ends up causing this young lady to kill herself. And then it goes back to her group of friends to see if they can figure out what happened to her. Okay. So it's it's weird. That is weird. It's more, <laughs> I would say it's more supernatural than horror. That sounds cool. But it was it was pretty good. So go ahead, Daniel. Well, I've been in a big horror mood lately. That's all I've been watching pretty much. I've, I've made Cher watch a lot of them too. I watched after you, I finally got around to it. And uh, I, I like that a lot. We got to do that on the show soon. Uh, a lot of the movies I've seen we should do on the show soon. But uh, then I went back and watched Hellfest again. Oh, I had that movie. And uh, yeah, it was that was good in its own way. We did that on the show a while ago, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, we did. But uh, I I went back. I watched the House on Haunted Hill remake, uh, which was interesting. I saw the Bye Bye Man. Oh, you watched the Bye Bye Man? Yeah. What'd you think? I haven't seen that in years. It was pretty good. Okay. I I enjoyed it. I haven't seen that that one in years. So, yeah, I've just, I've been in a horror mood lately, and I've just been kind of trying to satisfy that itch, but, and a lot of good stuff out there, you know, there? on all the different services, so, yeah, a lot to check out, but I don't want to take away too much time, because I know we both have a lot to say, you were going off uh, 20 minutes before we even started, yeah. uh, directed by uh, Matt Bedinelli Open and Tyler Gillette, and uh, also known as Radio Silence. Yes, written by Guy Busick and James Vanderbilt. And I want to mention, guys, that this is the same directors and same writers as this last one, as Spring 5. Yes. And it's starring, again, Melissa Barrera, Jasmine Savoy-Brown, Jack Champion, Henry Kazerni, Jenna Ortega, Samara Weaving, Hayden Panettiere, Courtney Cox. And technically, Ski Elrich is in here. But they did not put him in the cast line this time. This uh, was made on a $35 million budget, and it's made 139 so far. Yeah. Uh, it's still probably in the theater another week, I think. Mm-hmm. But this just came out a couple weeks ago. Oh, Ski, I'm sorry, guys. Skeet Row Elrich is credited, but he's credited, like, further down. Yeah, at the bottom. Yeah. Uh, what did you think, Mindy? We went and saw this on opening night. Uh, it was a nice theater. There was some good. There was a lot of people. Well, opening night, it's kind of like how I was saying with like the nostalgia rating. Yeah. Um, because opening night, you know, you got all those, adre- you got adrenaline running through you. You got everything that you just saw running through you and whatnot. So I'm gonna say when I first watched this movie and I got home, I was ready to go on it and give it like a nine. That's how much I really liked it. But then I sat down. And then once I sat down, I started thinking. And I was like, um, I think that I actually am way too worked up. And I'm pretty sure that all we did was just go watch screen two with different people. Because that is basically what it reminded me of. And then I was I realized why my face why one of the deaths that I wanted to happen didn't happen because they predicted it in Screen Two. And now she's never going to die. Who's that? Yeah. Yeah, in Screen Two when she gets shot, um, 
Cotton pulls her up, and he says, damn, Gail, you're like a cat. Yeah, he did say that. Mm-hmm. And uh, the thing is, is, though, is I fucking love Scream 2. So that's why even, like, the mo- the homages... I know, it didn't bother Daniel. The homages no. got him really happy. Well, because, yeah, and I like that it's, like, these movies are, like, a love letter to their previous movies now. Because that's kind of what you're supposed to do. You know, I, it felt like it was there in Halloween a little bit, too. Like, in a lot of these remakes, they throw... And especially here, when there's, like, a fucking museum built to all the kill to all the previous killers and all the artifacts and shit. Like and, a Randy Meeks music. Yeah, like there was like, and there's little exhibits, there's a Dewey thing, and then you hear the music and shit. It's, there's cowboy theme. They play that a couple times, but it felt like another like love letter, but the last one already kind of felt like that, so it's like, what are you going to do differently? And they really didn't do anything differently. That's what well, I'm to say. They did, and they did, they did... But I also don't know if the stuff that they did differently really worked for me. And this isn't one. I'm not. We're not going to go through the whole plot. We got or we are, but it's going to be scattered around mm-hmm. because there's a lot and and there's a lot to get to here, especially like because because we have a core set of characters that kind of come from the first one, the core four, as my boy Chad calls it, which I fucking loved. Him. Five. I thought Chad was amazing. Chad was really, 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 really good, and I forgot where I knew this character, where I knew this boy from. I've been telling Daniel for like a year now that I knew where this boy started in. Booksmart. Remember that funny movie, Booksmart? Yeah. He was the boy that the one fat girl had a crush on. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the he was the douchey dude. I mean, okay. not the one with his face on his shirt. That guy was extra douchey. That makes but he sense. was like the jock. That makes sense. Yeah. And he's a jock here. And he doesn't have many lines, but he's still in it. So that that's where well, I knew him from. And his character, to me, might be, and I'm going to say this, he might be the best jock character in all of horror. And for such a, a big trope, that's saying a, a big deal. Because, like, and Mindy's a damn good sm- – by the way, th- these two are just you and me in a horror movie. Chad Mindy. I mean, she's literally named after you. But she's the horror nerd, which is funny to me that Mindy's the horror nerd. It's so yeah. funny, though, too, because, like, we looked at each other while she was going off and doing her thing because she's got Chad sitting there making writing notes. Yeah. And that's, like, me and Daniel right there. Yeah. And then, like – I forget who was, I think it was Annika, uh, Mindy's girlfriend, looks at Chad yeah. and goes, are the notes really necessary? And he's like, you have no idea how necessary they are. Yeah. Yeah. And Sharon's here too, and you can pop in whatever you want. Okay, thank you. And, uh, but I love Chad because, and the reason I say he's the best shot character, when you go to hand-to-hand combat with a killer, a lot of these scary movies is just running. Even if it's right. a guy that looks like he could beat the dude's ass. And that's kind of infuriating for people because it's like, why is this guy who's like, like why is a high school from, jock who's jacked running up away. running away from this little leprechaun thing? Chad stopped and fought Ghostface a few times, and it was like, and especially at like the end in the fight scene when he's like, like fucking drifting away and like really boxing, and that shit's cool to me. And it's like it's never really been done before. And I would like to say this boy grabbed a prop and kept it with him. Mm-hmm. I love that. The whole we time, never yeah. get to see that ever. I mean, he eventually dropped it because they came at him from both sides. Yeah, and it really wasn't anything he could end. do. Yeah. But at that point, he already lost. But like, 
he actually, like, he smashed it in someone's face. Like, he knocked someone up the head with it. Yeah. And he kept it with him. And it's like, that is so fucking smart. So that worked for me. And also the group, him, Jenna Ortega, and, and the and Sam, the fact that they all, like, got together, like, the two girls would hold, him, hold Ghostface down and then the powerful dude fucking punches him in the face. It's like, this is, like, shit that should be implemented in horror movies. And it feels right to scream is the one to do it because that it's always been ahead of the curb and it's always been kind of called out shit. So the fact that they, it's not just making fun of like the horror genre at this point, it's still adding some new things like that. And an addition like that works for me because that's how people should react in these situations. They should be fighting like that. They should be like, Oh, let's group together and fight. Like that shit works for me. Because you don't see it. Yeah, and also Mindy in the park, she was just so great when she jumped up. And I was like, please don't say sequel, please don't say sequel. And she didn't. She called it for what it was. Because at this point, being six movies, it got yourself a franchise. Yeah. And that's exactly what she said. Yeah. She was like, this is not a reboot. This is not a reboot. And then she went over everything. She said, but this is a A franchise. franchise. Yeah. And Chad's like, oh, no. And it is a franchise. <laughs> She's absolutely right. It really is a franchise. Yeah. But when people talk I would about like screen. to say one little thing here. I love you, Skeet Alich. I really do. Mm-hmm. You were amazing in the craft. You were amazing in Scream <laughs> 1. And Scream 6. I liked it in Riverdale. And in Riverdale, we loved you too. And I loved you in the Lifetime movie where you kidnapped a little kid. It was cute. It was cute. <laughs> no, it, it wasn't cute. It was actually really terrible. But you did a good <laughs> job. You did a good job. Um, but you're you're a very good actor. But I cannot see yeah. Billy one more time. I swear to God, if you come back for the seventh one, I'm gonna have to protest, dude. Well, I hope there is not a reason for you to be still doing these movies. Tell them to call Stu. Okay, I agree. But also, you're going to see him again. Because, like, that red herring was kept alive at the end with her. When she, like, looked at the knife and shit. I know. She, like, like, she's going to... The, the narrative going forward is that Sam might be the killer. So, and you need Billy in her head to do that. I so, know. But... I was hoping it would be done by the end of the movie. But they, they like, the last scene, they, they still teased it. So they're not going to stop with that narrative that Sam might be crazy and a killer because she's Billy Lewis. Yeah, but they don't have to have Billy live in her head. No, they don't. She can already be crazy. She killed like seven people. Yeah. I was thankful that he was, he only had like two scenes this time as yeah. opposed to like six or seven. And months. I was like, oh, thank God. Like it, that went down a little bit and that was good. But like as soon as she got close to a reflective surface, I was like, oh no, yeah. oh no, here he comes. Like, yeah, because in the little Hall of Fame museum thing, when she found his blood soaked, which ha- that blood still looked a little fresh for like, that's like yeah, 20 that years was, ago blood. Yeah, that was too much blood and yeah. They didn't clean it up? Like, and, I guess Richie wanted to stay true. t-shirt and whatnot, like that wouldn't have been blood soaked at that point. It would have looked rusted is what it would have looked like. Yeah. So, but I mean, it, it was still cool looking though. I mean, it was very cool looking, and let's be honest, if we had a screen museum, we would go fucking through it. We would, yeah. We would definitely go through it. But, I mean, so that that is crazy. The combat and, like, the way they, they acted towards Ghostface. And even the way Ghost, I'll give Ghostface. I never thought Ghostface with a gun would work. I think the way they did it worked in the beginning and, and a couple times throughout the movie to where he would just find one. And, and all also, right, this is here now. Wendy Jack. Not Mandy Jackson. Roger Jackson. Sorry, guys. Had 
an amazing amazing performance this time around. Now, he's had six movies to perfect this voice. Yes. And I'm going to tell you, this was by far his best. It was. As far as not even pulling off the voice goes, but he was just brutal. Yeah. Like, he was talking to Gail and was like, how does it feel to have everyone's blood be on your filthy rich hands? And it's like, whoa! Yeah. Like, I never thought you would actually talk like that. Because, like, yes, he's always been sinister, but he's never been downright mean. Yeah. And in the sixth one, he's just like, I'll hold Bard, let's go. Yeah, he don't fuck around. He's he's going really ruthless. And, and I, I thought, yeah, he did a great job. And I thought... The, the way he, he was menacing and but even the way like Ghostface acted throughout the movie. Like like when he followed them in that store and with the shotgun or when the the manager had a shotgun, he stabbed him to death, stole it and he's stalking them the way the way that shot and the way like those two directors, I know some people give them flag for keeping this thing going, especially without Sydney. But I like the way like if you're gonna keep doing this shit, I like that they're doing new different shit like that. Like, yeah, I mean way... a lot of people had a problem with the fact that he switched weapons and then he had a gun. Yeah, but, but it was I like thought five it minutes. was a nice little change of pace. And like yeah. you said, it was only a... yeah, and... and it's not like the gun took over the whole entire movie. No. And the thing is, is that the Ghostface Killers, yes, they did have fucking guns. Yeah. Mickey had a gun, all right? Because at some point, Debbie yeah. Loomis had a damn gun. It's usually at the end of the movie, but they do have a gun. That's what I'm point. trying to say. Here. Like, yeah, it is at the end of the movie, but, I mean, like, Jill Roberts, gun. Like, they all had a gun. I think it's just weird for movie. him seeing him with the mask, like, with a shotgun like that. And I get, and and I get that. I completely get that. But I liked it. And but I liked I the way... I found it refreshing. Me too. And I like the way the sisters are, like, kind of working together and hiding from and the way they duck out. Like, I like the way they ducked out of the store and the way that was shot. And they, like, run and it's like a single... And then it turns into and another camera And kudos to shot. them, too, because they were climbing on top of actual, like, broken glass. Yeah. And, and it, it was just... I thought that that scene really worked for me and stuff like that. And the train scene with Mindy and, and him like, and, and I'll give Jenna Ortega credit too. She did an amazing job from not giving any fucks whatsoever. No fucks to being a crying hysteric mess in the bidet to hide him with her sister. Yeah. Like she went from being like, this is not my life. This is not going to happen again. Da 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 da. And then as soon as it does, she just reverts to like, Oh no. I will say that's that, and we will get to things we don't like. That isn't one of them. And that's like the two girls, I will say, and this might be controversial, they're suitable replacement for Cindy. They were interesting enough to where I wasn't worried about Cindy. And the way they wrote her off was fine, and they gave her a little happy ending, and like she deserves to have that. Like the whole shit with, with uh, Gail, like I, I was cool with that. I, I, I like that's a fine way for Sydney to not be in this. And the sisters were interesting and good enough in the relationship and the trauma and all that shit to where I wasn't thinking about Sydney the whole time. I, I like their story. I wasn't thinking about her the whole time because I do like like the girl's story. Yeah, and, and the Meeks, the Meeks siblings too in there, like in the core four. And, yeah, and, and I kind of feel that if Neff Campbell would have been in it and yeah. Gail wouldn't have been, would have been in it and not died, I feel like it would have been too crowded of a film. Yeah, because it was already pretty crowded, especially the fact that nobody dies in this fucking thing, which is that that's my main concern. Nobody dies. Nobody fucking dies. Like, nobody dies. No, 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 no. No, people die, but like, 
it's literally like people that are there for like five fucking minutes. Okay, so like the side characters that you know are gonna die are getting the best kills. Like like in the scene, like Annika, her uh, Mindy's girlfriend, and the the one their one roommate. Even though you know, spo- we'll spoil it later. She's not really dead, but. Uh, who who else? Oh, I mean, Samara Weaving. Samara Weaving at the beginning. And by the way, that that intro scene, I will give that as one of the best intro mm-hmm. scenes for Scream. Did a great job going after a fucking horror slasher professor. Because first having the film student uh, and Anthony Ravor- Ravori from the Grand Budapest Hotel, uh, he's like a pretty good actor. And he's been in a lot of comedy stuff and, and other things as well. And ha- like having him like unmask and he's the killer in the beginning and you would be like, what the fuck? What's going on? And yeah, that I mean, was really confusing. It, it was something new. It was something different and it worked. And then like the real ghost face calls like you're a fucking wannabe. And then it, his buddy's dead and then it kills him. His and like, lover. It, yeah. Oh, yeah. They were gay. But yeah. it was uh, it, that really worked for me. That was a good intro scene. And Samara Weaving's a good Drew Barrymore-like-esque talent to kill off in the beginning. Yeah. That's like a star. Just like it, that's the original for the beginning. We have a main star, and we're going to fucking kill her in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, and Samara Weaving is a star. Yeah. She, she's been in a lot of like a lot of things. And you would think if something like this, she would last a lot. And most of the things that she's been in, we've actually covered here on the show. Exactly. Fucking ready or not, like that, that really kind of switched shit up. I mean, and not to mention it gave... These directors. directors, yeah, it's all full circle. Like basic, basic hot seat and whore. Yeah. So I'm sure they have some kind of friendly relationship with her, and after she could come back for, if she could come over for a little bit. Exactly. Um, I didn't really. I mean, I liked the fact that the mask was taken off in the beginning, but I was wondering what they were gonna do. Well, yeah, I'm glad that it was a twist and it wasn't really the killer. Yeah. If if I had to deal with that guy being the killer for the whole movie, because I was like, you and me did sigh for a second too. Like we were like, oh, like we were like shocked, but then we're like, oh shit, like is it gonna be him? And like, is this gonna suck? Like, is this not gonna be a who done it? What the fuck are we doing here? And then like we say, he thinks it's his boyfriend, and we're like, uh, is this a sex game, <laughs> or is this? Great, what's going on here? And then, like, Roger Jackson is just as good face is just like, why don't you go ahead and open up your refrigerator, Jason? Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, never mind. This is good face. Yeah. This is a real person. And I'm telling you right now, you boys are gay. Yes. And he was. She was like Mrs. Voorhees in Friday 13th, part two. Yes, Daniel, I'm quoting it. Part two. When she was a headless. Court, well, no, when she was just ahead in the freezer or fridge but and like, Alice found her. But, like, let me put it to you th- to this way, Sharon, on the desk. Like, a- Annika did die. She's the girlfriend. But out of all the people, like, Courtney Cox makes it out of this movie. Get, Wait, first of all, let me ask. Is she a friend that's a girl or she's a girlfriend? She's a, a girlfriend. lesbian lover. Okay. She's a girlfriend. Le- Mindy's a lesbian. Mindy it's established a lesbian. in the first movie when she's on the couch flirting with the girl at the party. Okay. That, sh- that she's on the other, she plays for the other side. And and then in this. She's very she, vocal about it. And by the way, Annika's death, for somebody that's not in the movie for very long, and I wish she was developed a little more, I thought the actress did a good it job. It hurt my heart. I felt so bad for 
from Oh, my God. And Mindy, the actress did so good at selling that and, and the fact that they're all in an apartment building, right? right. And, and they're all together. Uh, Quinn is the, the roommate that they find dead. Like, she's in her room, and there's a lot of banging, and they're, they're thinking she's having sex. Okay. This girl, Quinn, uh, which she showed, like... She ends up being one of the killers. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're in full spoilers now. Who gives a fuck? But, she, like, she, they have a body double or whatever fly out dead, and they're like, oh, shit, Ghostface is here. And he starts fucking with them. And it's, like, five or six of these people in a building. Yeah, because and, the guy across the way is actually Bone and Sam. Yeah. And he's the one that sees Ghostface in Quinn's room. Okay. So he goes over to another window and tries to alert Sam, like, yeah. hey, someone's in your roommate's room. Yeah. And that's how they end up getting the ladder between the two buildings because he actually gets a ladder. Yeah, because he's chasing it basically through like a New York apartment building. Like okay. a very small so space. The guy across the... Yeah. Okay. He's warning them. And he's then warning Ghostface them. Is, And then he is... throws the ladder in between the two windows. Okay. And then Ghostface wakes up, Quinn out the window. And then start fucking with Annika on the ladder, like shaking it and stuff. Well, yeah, okay. yeah, he's following them throughout the thing, and I love that scene. And it's a claustrophobic setting with a lot of people. We're used to seeing a bunch of different scenes in these movies of Ghostface chasing one person. Yeah, I like it that it's like there's multiple people. They even find a gun at one point, and they still like can't get can't get, get it get done. It. Yeah, right. and eventually it's like. Of course, there's multiple ghost faces at the end, like there always usually is, except for fucking Sydney's shitty brother, <laughs> which we don't talk about that shitty answer. We don't talk about Roman. But it, it just, that really worked for me that they're still doing shit that's new like that, to where it's like there's a bunch of people in this small building, and they should be able to like contain them and get them, but they can't. And then he, now he's got the gun, it's like, oh shit, and everyone's running away, and now the uh, Sam, who's the older sister to Jenna Ortega, that her boyfriend that was warning them, right. Danny, Danny, who's like this kind of cool, suave. I, I think he's Spanish, but I don't want to say. Latino. Yes, he seems Latino, but he, he also is. okay. The actor's Latino. And he puts one of those ladders that that you can go through a, from an apartment window to the other one okay. if there's a fire. Okay. Uh, he puts one of those. Like and so they're between like the all windows. between the windows and they're all crawling and it's very like scary shaking and by the Annika gets stabbed in the stomach and then he goes up. Ooh. Yeah, and so she already gets fucked up pretty bad. Yeah, so at this point like she tells everyone like just go, go, yeah. go, 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 go. And like she even pushes Mindy on there. And and Mindy is like hurt too. Like she got stabbed in her arm. Yeah. And Mindy wanted her to go first, but she wouldn't. And and then Annika goes and it's like we all know what's gonna happen. And which proceeds, and now that we're getting to this, I will give my top kill because this is it. Uh, even though there's really good ones, I, I will. But like say, I said, he was shaking the ladder, guys. It was so funny. Oh, so good. Like he was shaking the ladder. He was pulling it a little bit. Like he was basically taunting this girl. You knew like, Am I gonna flip tough. you over? Am I gonna do it? But it was nice, solid acting <laughs> by the actress that played Mindy, to where I have not seen this relationship develop yet. But I still felt bad. But I really cared about this. And I really, like, I was looking at it, and it's like, this is really sad. And I, I, like, I really feel for this character. She just lost her girlfriend. Even though, like, we've only seen a few lines out of Annika and a little bit of, like, them, like, being sweet to each other. It was still really sad. And she, like, is really Well, you got to remember, too, Mindy also did think that she was a killer. She she did throw that out there, joking around, yeah. Just so you know, all three of you are suspects. 
Yeah, and they all look at her and they're like, wait, what? And she's like, well, we all moved here together and none of this happened in the few months that we were here. So we have to look at the new people on our situation. New, new, new. Sorry, babe. I love you, but it's true. And Devin Dakota, who played Annika, I thought she did a good job of being scared, too. And, said, and like, I don't want to die, baby, and shit. Like, like it just, that that worked. I, I really liked that scene. And it was, a good, and that probably was my top kill, because when she finally fell off the ladder and hit the dumpster and fucking her Ooh. face got smashed. Yeah, and then you get a close-up oh, yeah. of her face. Oh. It, it was a really good one. They definitely gave her one of the best kills. It's one of the best. If you don't say the other, my other one, then I'll say it later. But that is definitely one of my top kills. That was done really well. But when I say that not a lot of people died, or basically nobody did, the core four all made it. The the Meek siblings, uh, Chad and Mindy, and uh, what's her Sam name? Sam and Tara. Sam and Tara. And Danny. So, and Chad's the love interest to Jen Ortega. Danny, the, the uh, guy in the other apartment building, he's the love interest to Sam. Both those guys made it. You know, it's just like... Gail made it, even though it was a close call. It and I would like to let everybody know that even though my girl Nev Campbell was not there to do this, oh, yeah. Gail still got socked in the face. Yeah. Cause... And she thought she was going to avoid it, too. Sam, she ducked Sam and was like, no, you're not going to get me. I've been through this. Oh, yeah. It's it not going to happen. And then, and then Sarah's up. like, hey, I'm her sister. Boom. Yeah. She she ducked the first punch. And then, and then Jenna Ortega fucking clobbered her. It was so good. And, it was wonderful. Because she great. said she wouldn't write a book at the end of the last movie. And then she wrote a book about what happened. And she also said, if I do write a book, I'm not going to exploit you in your relationship with your father. Yeah. And that's exactly what she did. And she did it so well that everyone on Earth basically feels like Samantha is a serial killer who blames Richie for everything that happened. Yeah. And they all see Richie as a good guy. Yeah. And it's like, damn it, Gail, you don't, you did it again. Yeah. You did it again. Every time. Yeah. Stop writing about people. Because every time she writes a damn book, she gets punched. Yeah. I mean, the third one, she didn't write a book. She didn't get punched. Exactly. Fourth one, she didn't write a book. She didn't get punched. But as far as you're concerned, she deserves to get punched all the time, right? You don't yeah. like yeah. Well, I didn't like her in the in until the she almost screen. died. I didn't like her in the previous. <laughs> no, that's that's not true because she almost died in the fourth one, and I was I was singing Hallelujah. Okay. I do not like final girls that do not fight for themselves. That is yeah. one big thing that I have a really big fucking thing about. Yeah. And Gail Weathers has always been the sidekick to Sydney Prescott. Yeah, she's not the final girl. She's she she technically is because she is. At the end of the movie. Well, yeah, but... but she's never fought like a final girl. She's never had to. And I will say, a little here this there. movie actually made me like Gail Weathers. Yeah, no, I heard you. In the theater, when I hear, come on, Gail, I was like, what the fuck? Because she finally showed some gumption. She yeah. finally got her head in the game and realized what was going on and started fighting. I mean... She kind of had to. Her boyfriend was literally killed like five feet behind her because she wasn't paying attention. Which, by the way, good for Courtney Cox. Jesus. Yeah, she got herself a good piece of meat. I mean, oh, he, she had a boyfriend in the movie? Yeah, he was this jacked, yeah. like suave, light-skinned dude. Yeah, we're not like, sure if it was a bodyguard or a boyfriend. Oh, it was a boyfriend. It was a boyfriend? Yeah. Okay. Boyfriend. Um, yeah, and then Ghostface took him out. Yeah, because yeah. Ghostface posed it to the pizza guy. Kind of off-screen, and then he went and got Not the pizza. really. 
he went to go get the pizza off screen, but then you see him enter with no pizza, and you see Ghostface right behind him slicing him. Okay. So it's kind of not really not on screen, but it's a far off in the screen that if you're not paying attention to it, you're not going to see it. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a little away. Yeah. But I I liked the way that Gail actually fought this yeah, time. It was I thought good. it was refreshing. It was good. She could have died though. I really wish she would have. But I I like that they didn't do it because it would have felt too much like okay you killed Dewey the last one you kill her this one it's like and they said like the legacy characters are gonna die easily so it was cool that they kind of broke that. Uh, by the way, Hayden Pettitier's back as Kirby, your your other favorite. I love how the two people you hate the most are the legacy characters in this movie. I know. Uh, the the two girls. That I'm you, so angry. Which Kirby and Hayden Pettitier is actually getting like a lot of praise for her role in this. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, guys. I didn't like it. I'm sorry, guys. If you take if you take Hayden Pettitier and put her up against Courtney Cox, they look like they went out and had a dare for who could get. The most Botox done in their face and plastic surgery done in their face because both of them, like their faces were frozen in time yeah. and not good time. No, not good time. Like they were frozen and like swollen. It was, it was bad. It was bad. I mean, Courtney Cox's face was a little bit better than Hayden Menethier's, but yeah. it was, it really does look like they made each other a bet. Yeah. About who could keep going to the plastic surgeon longest. It does. And I didn't like that look on Kirby. But I I didn't like, I didn't, well, I don't know if she's, has she had work done? I don't know if Hayden Benetier has. The actress she, had to up, Daniel. There's it, no way she could have gotten a face like that. Well, I don't fucking Courtney Cox has, but, but Samara, some, or not Samara, Hayden Benetier, I don't know. For sure. Like I mean, I, she's our age. Well, my age. Or Doug's age. I, I was think. about to say, you and me are like I think she's Doug's age. But Hayden Pettitier, I just, I thought she was making a face like she was like acting tough the whole she time. She was making no face because her face couldn't move. She was doing something with her upper lip though. Like she was like, like she was kind of like, like she was like the stereotypical cop she was trying to be. And like this tough... And it just, to me, it didn't really work. Like, but I didn't hate it either. I, I did she, like it, though, when they did the little homage to her being the main horror movie fan. Like, the main second Randy. Yeah, I liked her and Mindy going back and forth. I liked her and Mindy going back and forth. Because, like, that was, that was pretty good. When they're, like, favorite film and, like, Mindy says something obvious. And Hayden Panettiere goes, Friday the 13th, uh, part four, the final chapter. And like, and he, Kirby's looking at her like, uh, we know, Mindy's looking at her like, what? And she's like, what? I had a Corey Feldman obsession. Yeah, she gave my boy Jarvis some love. Thank God. <laughs> and it's like, oh gosh. Which it, a lot of people do think those are like the two best. So it's like, I, I get it. All right, Sharon, is she natural or not? Um, she had <laughs> she had her breast reduction done. Reduction? Yeah. It didn't look like much of a reduction. Would you be nice? <laughs> In November of 2022. We just lost Hayden Pettitier's a Oh, guess. so it was probably, she had it done after the movie then, because it was in November 2022. So the tripods were still there. Yeah. By, okay. by the way, I just played Until Dawn 2, and I kept her alive. Oh. And Cheyenne from Superstore. <laughs> but I got everybody else fucking killed. But, uh, <laughs> so she hasn't had stuff to her lips, or she has? It doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like it. Lie. All right, well. There is some Well, as far as. It's not documented, damn it. There are some cheek fillers. She might have did it in the back of a van somewhere. (laughs) 
Yeah, but it's not documented. But like Courtney Cox, I mean, you don't need to oh, document she, it. She's Jesus Christ. definitely in it. She does not look like the same person that played Monica on Friends. No. I know, and the, it's so sad because Jennifer Aniston's like the fountain of youth. Oh, yeah, Jennifer Aniston. That's like fine wine compared Curtin to the milk. Cox basically Hava, got fucked over. Yeah. But but I also, Gail was played perfectly in this, and I thought it wasn't too much Gail. It wasn't too little Gail. She had like five it or six hours. It was just enough Gail. It was just enough Gail. She was with the group a couple times. Yeah, we had and, about six Gail scenes. Yeah, and it was good. I, I, it wasn't too much. It 30 minutes in a two-hour movie. She got to talk about Dewey to the fucking theme song and get the day And she almost cried, too. It was actually kind of sweet. Yeah. And um, it was actually really interesting to see her facial expressions every time somebody did bring up Dewey. Because he was brought up a couple of different Oh, yeah, especially with the killer when he's like, I fucking get it. Yeah. And, like, it's very interesting because I just said that this woman's face is frozen because it's basically it. But her eyes show a lot. And every time they mention Dewey, she looks like she's going to cry. She does. She she plays it very well. She yeah, does. she does a very good job as the grieving widow, basically. And that's the thing. I didn't mind her and Hayden Pettitier. Because I thought Kirby had a few good scenes, too. And I thought she was a good red herring, too. Especially at the end. Uh, and I liked her better than the other cop. Uh, where Where is he? Mr. Scumbag from Shameless Man? Yeah. Uh, Dermot Moroni played Wayne Bailey. Oh, God. And by I... the way, and I know he's an esteemed actor. He's been in a lot of stuff. I fucking hated this performance. I would also like to say one thing. Yeah. This man, this man moved from whatever police department he was in, okay? As Detective Kernish. Yeah. How the hell is he going to get into NYPD as a detective with a completely different last name? Yeah. You're telling me that they don't fingerprint and they don't fucking background search the detectives for NYPD? Come on. That was sloppy. That made me angry. That was very sloppy. His whole performance was fucking sloppy, and you knew he was the killer the whole time. We knew he was the killer because he just screamed killer. Even at the end, he's like, dude, you knew it was me. (laughs) He was like, man, come on. It was the other two that was like, oh. But but the the fact, like, I just, I did not, especially, well, the whole cop performance, I thought he did well. Like, the whole, like, him being a cop throughout the movie was fine. It was but, believable, but I'm just saying, like, if you sat down and think about it, like, how the hell is he actually going to get in a place? No, I, I see what you're saying. I, I, I agree with you. But him playing the cop was fine. Once he's revealed to be the killer, and then Quinn comes out as the other killer, and then uh, Chad's uh, roommate, the kid with the shaggy hair that looks just like Richie, so you probably already guessed it anyway, he's the killer. So basically, Mindy pegged all three people. She got one wrong though, didn't she? Because she's oh this, yeah, she never she didn't know about because Quinn Bailey. Quinn was dead. She's yeah, like, she Fuck! didn't know Quinn. <laughs> yeah. She's like Bailey, the bad guy. And I was so right about. Who's the other one? It was the cop. No, the boy. Bailey's the last. Oh movie. yeah, the 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 boy. Yeah, and she said like, I was right about the other one, and they're like, yeah, you were wrong though. And she's like, wait, what? I missed the killer monologue again. And they're like, yep. And she's like, damn it. Ethan. Ethan. Ethan Landry. And she's like, it was Ethan and Bailey. And they're like, yeah, we know. And she's like, damn I missed, did I miss the monologue again? And they're all like, yep. Yes. And she's like, damn it. Damn it. I'm glad she got took it out in a way where she went, like, the whole, and 
it goes to them not killing people. The fact that they had scenes with Gail and Mindy to where it's like, oh, they're about to die. No, they're not dead. I don't know. I thought they were about to pull a Jada Pinkett Smith on Mindy. Me too. Me too. I thought it was over, especially when he was really getting her in the stomach on the train. Like, I looked at you. I was like, you're done. <laughs> I looked over. I was like, you're done. It's over. Yeah, you it's, like, you know. like your fucking spirit, your spirit uh, horror character is, is over. Goodbye. But, I really felt like somebody was like, oh, hey, let's just go ahead and put this in here and let's not pay the actual person. I'm just kidding. But the die. cheapness of that, and I don't, I don't want to harp on this point too much, but that I'm okay with. Now, when you go to Chad at the end and you have two different ghost faces, each with a knife stabbing him in the side and stomach 52 fucking times. On each side. And his face is red and he's looking at General and like, Aah! And he has blood in his mouth. And he's shaking and it's like, he's fucking dead. Don't put this motherfucker on a stretcher later and have him do the core four shit. Like, yeah, head. and Scream 2, yes, you can argue the same thing kind of happened with Dewey, but Dewey just got gutted. He got fucked up. But he got happened. gutted from the back. That was it. Yeah, that's way he more. He got fun. his spinal cord fucked up with. That, I mean, as fucked up as it is, if he was going to, if he survived, he was just going to be paralyzed. Yeah. So, I mean, Chad, Chad really should have fucking died. Yeah, Chad should not be able to do anything when he gets out of this. But I'm sure he's going to be walking around fine playing football again next week. But he fucking... <laughs> Yeah, like, and I love that character. He's my favorite character. But he should have died right there. It gives the movie stakes. It makes it sad for Jenna Ortega's character. It gives her a little trauma going into the next movie. It was kind of cheap. It was kind of cheap. I didn't like it. And it's like, I understand keeping the core group alive. And now, because I think next movie, they're going to end this, like, last, like, trilogy. Because Scream 4, I kind of just put as, like, a filler in between. You have the original trilogy of Scream 4 for the new for that generation. And then, and you, then have you have the new trilogy. these new directors. And I think they're going to end it with one last one, hopefully. But I think that either they're setting up to fucking slaughter all these motherfuckers, right. and that's why they're like, let's bring as many more like new characters dipping over as possible, and let's fucking just kill, like, Gail goes in the beginning, fucking, you know, one of the sisters dies, and the fucking meek siblings get it, like, they just slaughter everybody, or... I don't know, or they're just, like, genuinely trying to be different and make a slasher where nobody important dies. But it's hard for me. Like, I've been wrestling with the fact whether I like this or not, and I'm still kind of on the side to where I don't really fuck with it. Because I think at least one major character needs to fucking get off. Kill the boyfriend. Come on. Like, why the fuck did he he make it? Sam's boyfriend. Like, it just it, it didn't make... Like, they must be preparing to really go ham next movie because... To me, it's like you had a bunch of room. There was a lot of false finishes, it felt like. A yeah. lot of, like, oh, they're about to die. Never mind. Uh, and it didn't make it bad. It was just, it was. I was I was expecting more of a body count, I guess. Yeah. Now, I know, Mindy, you had said at one point to me that, and you, you've also alluded to it here, about no legacy kills. But my question to you is with them not bringing Sydney back and saying that she's, you know, off living her good life with her family, yeah. is that technically a kill of a legacy by not bringing and her I back? And I was thinking about that. And then Radio Silence came out with the news that they are doing a Scream 7. They just don't know who they have signed on or not yet. And they did confirm that they have every 
every bit of gumption to try and get Nev Campbell back in the movie. So she's not gone oh, as far okay. as they're concerned. As far as they're concerned, she's very much still in the game. So there's a possibility that for she's Nev? coming back. Yeah, they that's why back. they brought that's why for Screen Seven they already brought back a confirmed character, which is Patrick Dempsey playing Mark Kincaid. Detective Martin Keyes and Springs. Would they ever bring her bring back the character but not have it Nev Campbell? Oh god. No, you can't do that. that. I mean I guess I mean mean, anything. You could, but but everyone would hate it. That would be a fucking outrage. Everyone would hate it. Yeah. Unless you're doing like a like even a reboot origin like no, you can't. No, there's like a million like Sydney Prescott fans. Like you you think of Scream, you think of Sydney Prescott. I don't think you could do it. I really don't think it could be done. You can't get away. Well, you can do it, but you're not getting away with it. That would be like not having a ghost face. Yeah. Yeah. And like, they did that like in the show. Kind of like in the last, um, kind of like in, uh, I will always know what you did last summer. Yeah. When the killer wasn't really there. He was a ghost. Yeah. That would be like if ghost face was a ghost. Yeah. It would be something like, like, she's just so iconic. It'd be like doing a Halloween without Lori, you know? Well, they're about to do that. Yeah. But, but I mean, it should have ended. If you, the movie's called Ends, it's like... Yeah, but it's also... Your favorite Jason movie is also called... The Final Chapter. The Final Fucking Chapter. It's the fourth movie in like a 12. <laughs> it's Tobin. You got a point. And, uh, There's a lot of movies that lie to us with their plot. They did it a couple times because Jason Goes to Hell is called The Final Friday, too. And yeah. there's a couple after that. Uh, I don't... I don't disagree, you know. And the only thing, the one thing I really want to talk about real quick is I was a little upset about how much inspiration they did take from Screen 2. Just because it seemed a little bit eh when the characters came to light and whatnot and they did the whole monologue and everything because it was good old-fashioned revenge. Yeah, because it's Richie's family. But... Richie's the killer from the first one. Debbie Loomis, or Debbie Salt, who's actually Mrs. Loomis. Yeah. She already had that idea and screamed too. Her exact words were, my motive is a less bit childish than Mickey's. Mine is just good old-fashioned revenge. You killed my boy, and now I kill you. Yeah. And I honestly think that that was done better. Sorry, I I think that they did that better. With Mrs. Loomis? For sure, because she was a better actress. And because she wasn't really a character. She was a bitch that fucking Gail bitched out one time by the phone booth. You know, like she, no, she was there a few dude, different times. Come on. Yeah, but like... In Every Canada, time there was a press conference, she was there. You would have thought she was a random nothing, though. If you she was a random nothing. She changed her name to Debbie Salt. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No one saw that coming. You didn't see no. that kid. Even the uh-huh. first time you saw it, you didn't call that. No, Nobody I didn't. did. Because she's barely in the fucking movie. Yeah. And Mickey's missing for 45 minutes, and he's in the movie more than she is. So, but Detective Maroney, or whatever the fuck is. I Mahoney. Think I think that's his real name. But detect, the detective. Oh, yeah. It's Detective uh, Bailey. Yeah. He was in the movie a lot. And. That and, and I didn't like I said I, I knew something was wrong with him immediately when Sam was broadcasted on the news as being a suspect. Yeah, and like as soon as that happened, I was like, okay, this cop is sketchy. 
But they did have me at the end when he's like, oh, it's Kirby. And and, and they had you, too, because you were hitting my arm. <laughs> I, was, I was right, Daniel. I was right. And But then he showed up, and I was like, no, motherfucker. I was right, because I said it was him. And and then it turned out that we didn't know. None of us could have called Quinn. The, we thought he, Quinn was dead. Uh, yeah, Quinn showed up, and we're just like, mm-hmm. She was the one we were shocked about. The 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 friend, of course. The boy. Mindy, the whole the time. Boy, was I pit. was like, come on. The, both Mindy's were like, the move, Mindy in the movie was like that, too. She knew it was him. He looked too much like Richie. Yeah, they, yeah. Unfortunately, the directors did that thing with casting when they're trying to cast the siblings, so they cast one that looks a lot like them. But at this point, it kind of bit them in the butt because they said, they did that same thing here, but they made him look too much like it. Well, yeah. but which gave it away. It did, but even I didn't mind that it was him. I didn't mind Quinn, and I thought they played it fine. The dad's performance was so bad to it, me. It when, when, when he takes the mask off, and it's him, and it's like, this does not work anymore. I don't like this, and, and he goes on for too long. The monologue kind of sucks to me, and he doesn't have enough. Somehow he had too much passion and not enough at the same time. Mm-hmm. There was something about, like, he it just didn't. It didn't hit. He didn't deliver it well. And I know he's an esteemed actor, and I don't want to talk shit, because who am I? But I'm reviewing the movie, and I just don't – I it did not work for me. I did not uh, – the believability is him is like, Richie's dad and, and the whole family thing. Like, that, that this, this final reveal really leaned on that performance to be good, and he kind of shit the bed, and that makes it go down a little bit. Yeah. And, and everything else about it was good. Sam and Jenna Ortega fighting them. The whole let me go throughout the whole movie. You got to let me go. You let, it, you let me go. Jen Ortega's hanging over a bridge. She gives her the knife. She lets her go. She falls off the railing and into the Richie lookalike. Stabs him through the fucking throat. That was I amazing. I thought through the eye. Was it through the eye? Or was it through the throat? I thought it might have been through the I think it was through the whole face. Like it was through the throat out of the face. It was a great kill. It really was. It was a great kill. fucking kill. That was my kill. favorite. That, that was, that was going to be my other top one. But I because I, I love that. Uh, Sam going nuts well, I mean, again. Well, if would have died or Mindy would have died, then I would have had a better, I would have had a better kill to go with. Yeah, S- Sam, Sam, dude, you don't piss that girl off. She'll stab you fifty-two thousand times. She Holy is shit. just like, she is just like, yo, give me a fucking knife and let's start counting. And it, yeah. like, it's just like she's just over the top. Like, it's like, sweetheart, they're gone. They're they're not breathing anymore. You can stop now. Yeah, I think that they like they're setting her up. Oh yeah. <clears throat> well yeah, and Definitely. that was the tease the whole movie. Like especially it's, because it's very when she was talking to her a psychiatrist, she said the thing that scared me is not what happened to me, but the fact that when I faced my fears and I had to fight, I liked it. I killed people and I enjoyed it. And the therapist is just like. You need to get out of here. Yeah. And she was scared. And she's like, what? And he's like, you need to leave. You need to get out of here. I can't be your therapist anymore. And she's like, you begged me to be honest with you. I'm honest with you. Now you're kicking me out. And he's like, honestly, I should call the police. And honestly, I do like the way that they're handled as opposed to Sydney, because you deal with Sydney's trauma a little bit. 
But whenever they really try to do it, like in Scream 3, it, it doesn't really work that much. Sydney only kind of works is I'm going to keep going through shit on this tough warrior. Yeah, Nev Campbell just... wasn't a really big crier. She and wasn't she... a really big weeper. Well, I'm sure she could have it in her, but she was like more of a strong like warrior princess. Like even in Scream 2, when she did cry over Randy's death, yeah. and they were in the police station, she stopped crying, and she's like, i got to get myself together. i got to call yeah. parents. And Dewey's like, it's okay. I already made that call, and she's like, stop treating me like glass, guys. I'm not going to break. Yes, and that's a great line. And somebody said, yes. you can break. It's okay. And she's like, not me, not now. Yeah, very good. Very good line. And we've seen moments of that. But the way Sam and uh, Tara's trauma is They're very uh, vulnerable. handled. They're vulnerable, and it's like it makes sense through all they went through. And, like, the sister's, like, trying to protect her. You know, Jenna Ortega's, like, at parties trying to hook up and, and shit because she's trying to get away from, like, like the trauma. And she's trying to be a free woman and move on from what happened. And, like, I thought it was handled really well, and it didn't come across cheesy, and it was a good part of the movie. And those two dealing with that and also, like – trying to love each other and get back in each other's lives without hating each other. And I, the, all that worked for me. The sisters really work. Uh, to me, they're a good replacement for Sydney. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do Scream without Sydney, this is the way to do it. Because I was interested in them the whole time. I did not lose interest. Yeah, but we don't need Billy Loomis back. We don't need Billy back. And, you know, you could have killed the boyfriends. But the sisters themselves, I thought, really worked. Uh, all, all the performances were, were great. I thought this was a really well-acted movie. There was some of the the meta dialogue, especially since it's not by Williamson anymore. It does get I a little cheap. writing so much. Some of the I thought the writing was still good, and it's still the way that they hit some of the notes really well. And there was some like 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 little lines that they threw in that was good. There was also times where it ended like it did feel a little corny. It did feel a little like, oh, we're, we're so aware that it's like it, it, it was a little much sometimes. Not too bad, but sometimes. And uh, But I thought the writing still, like it's still, for six movies, for six movies in, it's not as bad as it could be, you know? You know what I mean? It, it could be fucking terrible, but it's, it's still pretty good. Yeah. For a meta movie in the sixth movie in a meta franchise where you're, the, it's all about the dialogue being snappy and witty. I will have to say this was different. It was still different and good. It, it, didn't, it didn't feel like... Now, uh, had Roger Jackson shit. not given as good of a performance, I yeah. don't think it would have been as good. Yeah. Because yeah. I really think he made the movie. And a lot of it's on the actress, too. Yeah. I thought the the jock was played well, the fucking the smart girl was played well, and the two sisters with trauma was played well. The core four are, are really good, and I am interested in them. Even though I think Chad should still be dead, I, I do think that they were. Even though I think Chad should still be dead. Yeah. Does it make you want to see another movie? There's yes. going to be another one. Well, I know there is, but does it make but... you as a viewer want to see another one? No. Okay, so I'm an OG screamhead. I've been watching it since the very first one. Yeah. And I'm done. I mean, I'm going to probably watch the seventh one just because at this point now it's my job. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm not going to like it, probably. Really? And I'm probably, yeah, I'm probably only going to watch it once for, like, the show. Uh, You know me. I don't like movies when they get that far. I agree. I mean, when did I stop watching Freddy? The fifth one. Yeah. I I always stop them like when we're on like the fifth one. I like them. I think they kind of make horror. I like that we have our franchises with fifteen movies in them. 
I lo- like Friday's my favorite. I, I love shit like that. I-, I and like I think horror is one of those where it can and exist Google in a Google Horror has nineteen movies. Like I don't. It works for that genre. I don't need t- uh, Superbad's my favorite movie. I don't need ten Jonah Hill Superbad movies. <laughs> but like it works for fucking Jason and Freddy and Michael. It works for that for some reason. And even though it's not always fresh, it still works for me. I don't know. I like it. And I'm fine with there being Scream 6 movies, or 6 uh, Scream movies, and I'm fine with there being a 7. I am getting to a point to where it's like, we might run out of ideas soon. Because this one still felt inventive, but I don't know what the fuck else you could do. And, and it's like... The only thing else they could do is turn the tables and make the, uh, the final girl on the bad guy. Yeah. So, I... And that's like... The one thing they've never done. Yeah. So... I I do think they should call it soon. I think, especially with having this many people alive, make it a fucking blood fest in the next one, and keep like one sister alive, Give and, us one friend, and that's it, and just fucking tear everybody up. I do. I still like the kills in this. I do like the gore. I like that Ghostface is more aggressive in the new generation, and he'll stab you more times and shit like that. And he's a little more inventive with the way he kills. Overall. I'm going to give this movie, now Now that we're decided, I know we both started at like 10 yeah, when we saw I said 9. I know. Overall, now that I've had time to sit with it, I'm going to give this movie a 7.5. I'll go 7. Because if I did my official rankings for all the screen, I think this would either go 3 or 4. Uh, This is a because this is better than Scream 4 and it's better than Scream 3. I can't decide if it's better than the one that just came before it or not yet. I still need time with that before I decide. It's not better than Scream 1 or 2, though. No. Scream 2 is still dominant. In my eyes. but And that's why, as like like you said, this is very similar. That's why I kind of loved it, too. Because yeah. it's an homage to my favorite Scream movie. It's an homage to the whole series, but it's a real homage to my favorite screen. Especially with, like, the college film professor, like, what did Randy take in college? Film theory. So, about an hour in, we don't, like, do you have, we could always come back and revisit, because we're literally called the fucking Stadcast. This is the reason we did the show. Our dog is literally red right hand. Yeah, like, this is the thing that got us into horror. This is, like, something we'll probably always talk about. Yeah. So... Is there anything else you really want to cover? Um, I mean, not really. Is there any questions you had left, Sharon? Nope. Okay. Thank you, though, for letting me Absolutely. pipe Doug? in. I got, I got nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really, my final thoughts, I thought this was still, this is still keeping it fresh and good in the new millennium. And the 7.5 is good. And, and the fact that, this movie, I did not. I, I I was excited when we left the theater, and the fact that six movies into a franchise, I could still be excited leaving the theater when I see it. To me, that's pretty impressive. It's not Scream Three. It's not fucking like Jason Goes to Hell. It's not like a shitty installment in a bad or in a franchise that needs to die. It's a fucking. It's it's still keeping a pretty good franchise alive, and it's making the Scream franchise one of the best horror franchises because they keep having <laughs> solid installments. That, like that this is like four solid installments now in a six movie franchise. There's only two that are kind of <clears throat> so like that, that's pretty good and it's impressive. And I thought they did enough new stuff. I liked all the performances and the acting, and uh, the gore was good. So yeah, I really enjoyed the movie, and I'm excited to you know see the next one when it comes out. They should wait a little bit though. Yeah, they're not gonna. 
it'll be out next year. But with that being said, do you have anything for next week? Because I could, we could talk about any of the, any movie. I got a couple loaded up if you don't. Have. Well, I do too, but you go ahead. Okay. You haven't had, you haven't gotten to pick in a while. I think we should do that movie Haunt. The new Haunt? Yeah, let's do Haunt. Okay. So we're going to do Haunt from 2019. It's a Hulu movie. Um, basically, it's like the movie that we already covered on here, Hellfest. But it's like... A lot different. It's, it's similar, of, but it's not. Exactly. It's kind of the same, but it's not. Like, remember how I was telling you guys throughout the Hellfest interview that my biggest thing was he didn't use his environment? And Haunt, they use their environment. Yeah, and also I think it's just tone. I think Hellfest is a little more like cause it's both like ooh, scary haunted house goes real and people die. But I feel like one Hellfest is a lot more partyish, raveish. Like let's get fucked up. And, and they have fucking... that at a Six Flags, which yeah. is beyond me. Because I'm sorry, nobody, nobody in the white mind is gonna party at a Six Flags in the ball. Yeah, I mean, Dad might have a couple of beers and and you know. Like you cannot tell me that you are a rich college kid ordering shot so after shot. Shots at the pub. Yeah. I mean, I might no. get wild and have a couple hot dogs. Coney <laughs> Island, but but that's about it. Coney Island, couple onions on top, but <laughs> couple of conies, a couple of conies, <laughs> a couple of conies, but that, that's about it. I I, I do I really haunt haunt yeah, but that's more of a rave, and then haunts more of like a night like it's like a somber like oh a backyard haunted house to where you know probably a, a couple of the people are relatives and they might fuck <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh and it's like it's a very it's somber like a massacre yeah. was made into a haunted house. To me it's a very like, you know, claustrophobic like it's a way different tone. The other one's more partyish, this one's more like somber. Like I'm yeah. gonna fuck it like both both are good. Haunt to me is better, so we're gonna do that next week. Haunt is like you're driving down the road and you see a corn maze at Easter time and oh, yeah. or at uh, Halloween time yeah. with a haunted maze. And it's like, oh, let's go do this. That's kind of what haunt is. Yeah. And then the guy like comes out and he looks like me and you're like, Jesus. And he's like, 10 bucks. And you're like, fuck. <laughs> it's one of those. But, uh, all right, I'm done. You got, any, you got anything else? <laughs> Guys, I'm, I'm cutting it. All right. I can't breathe. We're calling it. Everybody have a good week. We'll see you next time.